Thank you, Jesus. What a mighty God. 
we serve. Jesus said, if, Jesus said, if you don't praise me, I got rocks that'll praise me. Birds will sing my praises. Trees will lift their branches, telling you that he is. The cow is mooing this morning, telling you that he is. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth forth his handiwork. Everything praises the Lord because he's worthy to be praised. We, we just don't praise him when he does something good. We praise him because of who he is. He's king of kings. He's lord of lords. Jesus is the potentate of paradise. He's ruler and redeemer. He's a rock in the weary land. He's a shelter from the time of storm. He's a bridge over troubled waters. Jeremiah said he's a bomb in Gilead that can heal the sin-sick soul. Ezekiel said he's a wheel in a wheel. Abraham said he's a city on a hill. He's Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God. Bless his name. Our Father and our God, we fall prostrate before your presence, confessing our sins, that we are wrong and you are right, that you are, O oh God, all-powerful, all-sufficient. We are weak. Sanctify us even now. Strengthen us. Bless every family and sound of my voice. Convict, convince, if need be, convert. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Hallelujah. Amen. Maybe seated. Thank you, choir. Boy, can, boy, can't they sing? Oh my God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And uh, we just thank the Lord from whom all blessings flow. And our job is to categorize and place gifts where they ought to be placed. That's the job of the church. Amen? Amen. So if you get on the choir and you can't sing, we, we got to get you in the right gift. That's all. We got to put you in the right place. Amen. You can work out somewhere. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good and a stronghold in the time of trouble. This morning, we're in the book of Galatians. Galatians. Galatians, Lord have mercy, the book of Galatians, and uh, what a powerful book, one of the Pauline epistles, and uh, want to turn your attention to chapter 5 as the theme of the entire book, and then we'll go back to chapter 1. Stand fast, therefore. Every book that Paul wrote, he inserted a therefore. In Romans, the first 11 chapters deals with doctrine, 
And then in chapters 12 to 15 deals with duty. When he gets to the end of doctrine, he says, therefore, based on the doctrine, now I'm due to duty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now you've, now you know about the learning, now I'm due to living. He did it in Ephesians, he did it in uh, Philippians, he does it here in Galatians. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, past tense, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage, freed by faith. Freed by faith. Our freedom is a declaration of the presence of Almighty God. It is a diminishing of the power of our inward sin, and it is a deliverance from the paralyzing bondages and baggage of going backwards in our spiritual life. When Jesus said in John 8, and you have to pay attention to the sequence, if you continue, there's a continuance, in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. Everybody in church is not a disciple. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Free from Satan, free from sin, free from self. And the one that entangles us the most is self. The hardest thing to get away from is the God you and I have been building up on the inside for years. We have to dethrone self and enthrone the Savior. Paul understood that Satan, our arch enemy. Well, let me stop pausing part. I'm not your enemy and you're not mine. Amen. The real enemy is the devil. The devil is your real enemy. And what he does, he influences people's thinking against you. He influences he influences with an attitude of indifference, apathy. And, that, and that's why some people, and I hear St. Matthew, some people come to church and they just as lethargic as if they was in a movie. They have no inward attitude that we are coming into the presence corporatively of the Most High God. 
And I understand because some of you were unsaved and unchurched. And today in this generation, a lot of young people are unchurched. They don't know. Uh, you know, we, you know, we did our stuff. We was out in the world. We did our, we did our sin, but we were churched. We knew when we walked in them doors. Do I have a witness? A reverence took over. Can I get a witness? And, and, and so the fact of the matter is, is that uh, when we begin to look at this indifference, this venomous villain takes time to tap into your thinking and my thinking, and he wants to isolate us away from, from God's will. It's called apostasy. They went out from us because they was never of us. Had they been of us, they would not have gone out from us. Now, you can do with that what you want. Praise the Lord. And, 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 and so, John, John, John the Apostle says, and don't turn, 1 John 4, 1, I know it like the back of my hand, believe not every spirit. That means voice, influence, yeah, whatever it is, dreams, believe not every spirit, but test the spirits by the Holy Spirit. And if there's not a consistency, it's not of God. Are y'all, are y'all, are y'all getting me? And, and any, any man or woman that denies that Jesus is the Christ is antichrist. Is antichrist, is antichrist, is antichrist. So, 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 so one of the things that, that, that we're being inundated with, especially today, is that people keep coming up with um, these beliefs, these deceptions, amen, where they disregard um, the word of God and they depart from the fellowship and from the faith. Now, I, you, know, you know, there's two sides of me. I hear your physical argument why people left, why they're not here. And that goes about as far as this mic. But I understand the reason they left is something spiritual. There, there, there is something spiritual that you don't have to buy into. I already bought into it. That the minute we leave the local church, the minute we leave this place, Lord have mercy, where truth is gone forth, they are now open to lies. They're open. They're open to lies. They're open to lies. You're not here to like the pastor. I don't need to come around your house and eat. I got my own house. Do I have a witness? You're, you're here, and I'm here to look to the hills, reverence the Lord, obey God in this thing called worship and development and discipleship. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and so here, 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 there, there is a departure, a deliberate departure from the faith, amen, and it is, it is, it is, it is done by false, fictitious doctrines of people who are fractured and, 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 and have fallen away, fallen away, apostasy, from the truth, amen. fallen away from the truth. Now, your children, my children can fall away. If they saved and elected, they're coming back. Amen. Do I have a witness? Amen. Everybody doesn't fall away forever. Some, some fall away and 
Got to go out there and get their head beat up like the prodigal son. Remember him? He left home and he went out and trouble, he came to a census. And then he said, let me go back home. Didn't he say that? To my father's house. Amen. And, 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 and here's what I need to say to my father. Now, 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 I love the prodigal son in Luke 15 because there was first repentance, then there was a rehearsal on the way home. Y'all don't, don't know about the rehearsal. He said, this is what I'm going to say when I get there. Father, I have sinned against you and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Just give me uh, a servant's job. And to his surprise... Doesn't God surprise us when we humble ourselves? Doesn't he surprise us? To his surprise, he looked up and saw his father with his arms out. He put a new robe on him. He put a new crown on him. He put new shoes on him. He put a new ring on him. And he said, my son was dead, but now he's alive. He was blind, but now he sees. Thank you, Jesus. This compilation of Galatians, Galatian is the southern part of France, and they migrated to southern Turkey. And uh, it's interesting that Julius Caesar called these Galatians fickle and fond of change. They could always change on a dime. Paul witnessed this in Acts 14, don't turn, when Paul healed a man who was paralyzed, and they bowed down and called him the God of Jupiter. And then that night, they tried to kill Paul. They changed their mind. <laughs> oh, just like church folk, Hosanna, crucify him. So when you begin to look at these churches at Galatia, the theme of... Uh, is that Paul has some serious concerns about a severe doctrinal attack by Judaizers who wanted saved folk to practice and preach the mixing of the law and grace. And, and, and um, this law was works, rituals, regulations, customs, ceremonies, diets, days, and grace, on the other hand, was unmerited, undeserved, unearned, favor of God. Christ, yeah, riches at Christ's expense. And, and, it's, and it's interesting when you, when you, when you really do a, an internal study of the Word of God, this phrase, the just shall live by faith, is in four different books. It's in the, the book of Habakkuk 2 4. Old Testament minor prophet, the just shall live by faith, listen to this, in difficult times. They were in captivity. Israel was crying out, how long, O oh Lord, how long? And he just said, the just shall live by faith. It's coming. If it delays, tarry and wait for it, but it's coming. There, there are times in our difficulty we just got to, amen, amen, shut eyes and say the just shall live by faith. When you, when you leave Habakkuk and you come to Romans 117, it says, the just shall live by faith. 
dealing with the righteousness of God that yanked us out of ruin. The true righteousness of God, which is seen in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Then you get to Galatians 3.11, and it talks about the just shall live by faith as being freed from the fracture and curse of the law. And then you get to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 30, the just shall live by faith so we don't get drawn back into bondage. Faith alone in Christ frees us from Satan, sin, and self. This Paul deals with this apostolic age and his authority as he cleanses the church, shows his credentials, and teaches us his confidences. Let me uh, let me let me under, let me let me underscore this. In the church are wheat and tares. And it's not our job to separate them. Jesus said, let them grow together. The angels will separate them. Are y'all getting this? In every house, there's vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. There's faithful and unfaithful. There's saved and unsaved. Do I have a witness? Every, everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father who is in heaven. And of course, the will of the Father is centralized in Jesus. Are y'all, are y'all getting this? So when we begin to look at this book of Galatians, it is really relative to the times we live in. We live in. We live in. If Jesus is not God, that's the acid test right there. You need not go any further. I don't care what religion it is. In fact, I've asked Reverend Walker, beginning next week, we're going to have cults and isms in the bulletin. So you know what to stay away from. Can I get a witness? Remember touching that hot stove? You learn to stay away from it. Can I get a witness? And, 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 so, and so, child of God, when we, when, we, when we begin to venture into this doctrinal uh, book of apostasy, that in the last days, amen, Satan is going to apostatize people from the church. Here's how they sound. I ain't going to any of them hypocrites. Well, you got hypocrites on your job, but you keep going there. Do I have a witness? Uh, everything, every excuse you come up with, you don't cover the whole gamut. Can I get a witness? Well, I, 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 this, I, that. And God's people, like sheep, stray and are ignorant of truth. They don't understand that, amen, that, and, and, and let me throw this out before I get started. I'm not one of them preachers who try to be heavy and make sounds like this. Well, there's three positions on this. No, there's one position and your other two are wrong. That's it. That's it. I don't care what any other writer, any other preacher, any other bishop, 
Some of y'all eating at too many tables anyhow. That's why you all messed up. That's why you're sick in your doctrine. You know, went at home and turned somebody on that ain't saved, and they preaching some mess, and you, you, you know, you got some kind of jingle from it. Can I get a witness? But God's got you in a true church, getting true doctrine. Can I get a witness? And, and so, uh, I don't have that philosophy. You know, well, MacArthur has this position. Well, MacArthur's wrong on this, and uh, this one's got this position. Well, he's wrong on that. Amen. In the name of Jesus. So y'all looking at me saying, well, Pastor, how do you know you're, you're not wrong? Because, amen, I'm just not wrong. You got the truth here, Doc. And the reason it's the truth is because I can challenge it and prove it through hermeneutical laws of interpretation. Can I get a witness? So I don't go to Deuteronomy 26 and 28, yank something out, run up and down the street, putting turbans on my head, sheets around my body. Can I get a I ain't gonna say Daichikas this, this week, because y'all y'all look good. Can I get a witness? Slippers. We don't wear that in South Philly. We wear silk and wool. Can I get a witness? In fact, in the 60s, we ain't even... Nobody in South Philly had jeans on in the 60s. We was clean as the board of health. When I came home from the military and seen people in jeans, I said, they done lost it. They done lost it, Doc. Fact, fact of the matter is, is that we are being inundated by satanic doctrines and we are not able to distinguish we're not able to say this is wrong and this is right this is from God and this is from Satan this is demonic and this is angelic we are not trained to do that we got a form of godliness but we deny the power thereof do I have a witness so next week I'm dealing with witches and warlocks yeah roots Y'all know about roots, whammies, reading palms, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. The fact of the matter is, once I'm in Christ, I'm free. No weapon. Nothing can hurt me. Come on now. You can, you can, you can, you can make a doll of me. I dare you. I dare you, make a dial. Just make sure you're good looking. Make a dial. You can stick pins in all night. Ain't nothing happening. Because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Do I have a witness? You can put your powder around my car and powder around my house. Do I have a witness? None of it can touch me. Blood washed, blood bought, born again, royal priesthood, holy nation, name written in the last book of life. Do I have a witness? And some of us, some, see, some of us left a space open for that stuff. Yes, we did. We left a space open for that stuff. Yeah. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. We still got something deep down inside. Maybe you from Louisiana. Maybe you from one of them places that practice that white magic, black magic. 
I would say blue magic, but that'll take you back to... You don't, you don't practice all that stuff in the name of Jesus. And, and the tragedy is, when you learn the Word of God, you'll learn that, listen to this, the word pharmakia is drugs. And anybody that used pharmakia was practicing witchcraft. And we all, at one time, practiced witchcraft. Uh, you say, well, I didn't never took that. Well, what about spirits? In the liquor store, it says spirits. Well, why does it say spirits? Because anything that alters your mind, anything that alters your energies, anything that makes you loud when you were really silent, Amen, uh, come on now, is, is demonic. Yeah. Well, I never used drugs, but I had the, I had the Walker brothers. Johnny Walker red, Johnny Walker black. This thing is tight. And so, child of God, not only what we put in our bodies, but what we bring in through our eyes. Ah, I'm trying, I'm trying to take my time on this. The angel told Lot, oh no, you have not committed homosexuality, but in seeing this, you vexed your soul. Didn't he say that? Do you know you can look at stuff to vex your soul? Do, do you know you can believe stuff to vex your mind? Look at Paul first. We, we see Paul's apostolic cleansing of the church. Look at chapter 1 real quick. I want you to see this. Now, he starts off by Paul. That's how they wrote letters in the days. They put the name in the front, not the rear. Paul, an apostle. Let me stop Paul's apart. I'm tired of these lying preachers. There are no apostles today. How you put a title in front of your name that God said no longer exists? Bad enough, we got to deal with Bishop. The Bishopric. Bishop is another name for pastor. But they taking Bishop to another level. Y'all ain't getting this. And not all of them. There's some righteous bishops. Some of them bishops, all this is about money. So if I send 10 sons out in the pastorate, they give me from their budget 20000 a year because I'm the bishop. So I get 200000 a year just from the sons. This thing is tight. You see, y'all don't know that. Kiss my ring. No. Can't say it. Can't say it. You got liturgical clothes on like you just came out of heaven with an entourage of 40 people around you. Nobody can get near you. 
It's tight. What we don't understand about shepherd and sheep, the shepherd is a sheep. The shepherd is not just over the sheep. The shepherd himself is a sheep. And the chief shepherd is Jesus. That's why we're called the under-shepherd. I'm trying to preach to you this day. Y'all ain't my sheep. You my dogs. Y'all ain't my sheep. Y'all the Lord's sheep. Hey dog. Now we all in church like this. Look up, look up. Next thing somebody gonna come to church with a crown on and metal 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 chest guard and a sword and all that. Great picture. But but listen. Lord have mercy. I don't want you to turn. I want you to see the severity of this stuff. In 1 Kings 14, I believe, or 13, don't turn. There's a story of a young prophet who God sent to Jeroboam, the evil king. And the prophet said to Jeroboam, thus saith the Lord, you need to repent. He was building altars to other gods. And Jeroboam told the young prophet, he said, now listen, he says, where are you bringing this information? He said, I'm coming from the living God. He said, come to my house and eat and rest. The young man said, no, I'm not coming to your house. I need to return to my house because I've delivered the message of God. And, and, and as the young man is walking away, he's walking through the woods and the old prophet met him and said, I heard about Jeroboam. And, and the old prophet told the young prophet, come and eat at my house. He said, no, I got to get back to my house. I've done the will of God. I've delivered the message of God. And the old prophet kept, kept pressuring him and saying, I know more than you about being a prophet. I'm an old prophet. You need to come to my house like I told you. And the young man got weak and went to the old prophet's house. And as they are eating, the old prophet told the young prophet, now you're going to die because you didn't stick to the word of God. And on your way home, a lion is going to rip you apart. Am I right, Lightfoot? That's in the Bible. When we come to church and get truth, and you would dare turn from the truth, you're going to meet the lion in 1 Peter 5, 8, who is Satan, and Satan going to rip you apart. I know you think you know this Bible. You don't know this Bible. The word of God is settled forever in heaven. Let God be true and every man a liar. The word of God is, listen, it's infallible. It's right out of the mouth of God. It cannot be contaminated. It wasn't written by man. It was superintended by the Holy Spirit. The problem today is that we don't believe the word of God is inspired. We don't believe that the word of God is the authority. 
And it is. It's here. His apostolic clean. There, there are no apostles today. No, nah, I don't mean no harm. You, you call yourself whatever you want to call yourself. Paul, Paul is locating dirt, dysfunction, and damnable heresies. Why do I need to call myself an apostle? When apostles were the pillows of the church. When apostles gave revelation because the word was not completed yet. Right on the spot, they could discern the will of God and give revelation from God. Once that word was finished in, in Revelation 22, 18, 19, that's it. God is not giving out any more revelation. He's only giving illumination. He's turning the light bulb on to the revelation. The word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God, ain't, God is not giving. So when you come in church and say, well, pastor, the Lord spoke to me. Now, wait a minute. I want to hear the rest. He'll speak to me about my life. He's not speaking to me about your life. Uh, the Lord is not giving me new revelation because the word is complete. So these devils that walk around here talking about the Lord shared this with me, they are live from the pulpit. I mean, they, I mean, they're live from the pit. They're live from the. We got we got lives in the pulpit too. We got lives in the pulpit too. We got lives in the pulpit too. No speakers coming in this church, male or female, unless I vet them. You're not qualified to vet them. I'm gonna vet them. Well, they a good sister. God bless you. We're going to find out what they believe. Do I have a witness? Uh, they a good preacher. God bless you. I'm going to find out what they believe. Why? Because I don't want anybody poisoning the sheep. Are y'all, are y'all getting this? Thank you, Jesus. My mother had six kids. I remember in succession, she uh, put that bottle in that pot, put that water, turn that water up, take the bottle out of the pot, the bottle smoking, and she would take, here's the test, she sprinkled it on the back of her hand to determine whether it was too hot or too cold. How how many of y'all remember that? Before you give it to the bottle. My job is to test the authenticity of the water, to test the milk before you get it. Do I have a witness? My job ain't to sit back here with passivity trying to be your friend and let you bring some hellacious doctrine up in here and not say anything. No, my job is to test every course, every curriculum, every word that comes in this play. If your feelings get hurt, they hurt. You really don't think I think about your feelings, do you? I don't care about your feelings when it comes to God. Look what he says by way of definition of an apostle. First of all, verse 1 and 2, he, he was an eyewitness. Now, eyewitness meant, now, now, let me, let me stop. Ain't none of y'all seen Jesus. I need to, ain't none of y'all seen Jesus. Well, the light was around my bed. You was drunk. You ate a pork chop and slept on your back. You have not seen Jesus Christ. You have not seen him. Not yet. You have not seen him. 
you have not seen him. I've seen a lot of things in my dreams, but I ain't never seen Jesus. Can I get a witness? You're an eyewitness of Jesus, and you was commissioned face to face. Face to face. So, so what Paul says, he said, uh, I'm an apostle not of men, neither by man. No man commissioned me. But by who? Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead and all the brethren which are with me unto the churches of Galatia. Paul, Paul deals with this thing of an apostle. There are no apostles today. That's right. That's right. Oh, God. Secondly, in verses 3 to 5, we see God's dependence for justification. Now, I want you to see this. Grace be to you. Grace always precedes peace. This is the peace of God. You cannot have peace of God till you have peace with God, Romans 5.1. You don't get peace with God until God gives you grace. For by grace you are saved through faith. That's not yours. It's a gift of God. Lest any man should boast. Do I have a witness? Come on now. Who gave himself for our sins. Now, now let's stop. It didn't say who gave himself for our sins and then I got to go back and carry out all the ceremonies of, 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 of Jewish uh, holidays and all that. No, he gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from the present evil uh, world according to the will of God our Father to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So now he moves from the definition to the dependence of purpose, power, and position. We are only in Christ because of what Christ did for us on the cross. It's free. I'm free because he made me free. I'm, I'm free from Satan. Satan don't have no power over me. Oh, Satan can tempt me. Satan can throw stuff in my way. Satan can influence others against me, but Satan has no power here. Do I have a witness? If I'm standing in Christ, Satan can't do nothing with me. Thank you, Jesus. He, he not only freed me from Satan, he freed me, uh-oh, from sin. Well, what do you mean? Well, I still sin. I still sin, but I don't sin as much as I used to sin. I've been freed from a whole lot of sin. Are, are y'all getting from habits and hindrances? Come on now, y'all don't. Come on, don't make me get a, a, a new up in here. Free. If I open a pack of crimpets, it's because I want a crimpet. It's not because the crimpets have power over me. They do, but they don't. <laughs> and mind your beeswax. In the name of Jesus. So we sin because we want to sin. We don't sin because we have to sin. Are y'all are getting this? Then I have power over self. I was a slave to pleasure. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Whatever made me feel good, I was a slave to it. Now God has broken some, a lot of that power. I'm not a slave anymore. I'm free in Christ. Do I have a witness? Thank you, Jesus. That, that, that is, that is, and this is all progressive. That is, look, look what he says in verse 6 to 8. I marvel! I'm surprised! I'm flabbergasted! 
that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ until another gospel, mm, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you. The word trouble there in the Greek is trouble means seasickness. Hmm. Well, how does that fit this? I'm glad you asked. The disciples became seasick at 4 o'clock in the morning when they saw Jesus in the storm walking on top of water. They became seasick. And when we take in false doctrines, we become seasick. The word trouble means that we, we are out of our minds. We are queasy. We are, we, are, we are staggering. We are messed up. They're still waiting for Daddy Grace. Daddy Grace in hell. trouble. Listen to this. I marvel. I'm surprised that you guys have been moved to another gospel and perverted the gospel of Jesus Christ. So Paul becomes very emphatic. Though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you, that which we have preached unto you, let him be a curse, and the word is anathema. You're cursed if you dare. See, see, when you get into the book of Hebrews, this is why you compare Scripture with Scripture hermeneutically. Hebrews says, God has no patience for the soul that goes back. Once you're freed, you don't go back as a pig to a slop as a dog to his vomit. You can't go back because God has done something internally in your nature. Are y'all getting this? That, 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 that Paul, 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 Paul begins to deal with this thing of, Lord have mercy, you're cursed. Then he, then he repeats in verse 9. He repeats the fact that if you preach any other gospel, you're cursed. There's a curse on you. If you would dare, if you are audacious enough to pick up another kind of gospel than what was preached to you. Black Hebrews are going to hell. Let me just call it out. We're being saturated with this doctrine. Going back to Deuteronomy and reliving this and reliving that. And, and I, I don't eat no swine. Better for you go to heaven eating pork. Than you going to hell eating lettuce. And to show you don't know the Bible, you keep going back to Leviticus chapter 11. And Leviticus 11, there's a whole bunch of foods in there we don't want to pick up. Swine is one. Shrimp. Scallops. 
Most of the stuff y'all eat when you go to a seafood restaurant, you be in hell. If you live by the diet of the Levitical order, 1 Timothy 6, anything you bless in the name of Jesus, you can eat. Anything. Do I have a witness? I made me some black eyed peas last night. Turkey necks and ham hocks. You say, well, I don't have a problem with the turkey. Well, you ain't coming over to eat. I ain't asked you what you like. I've been up here eating baked beans and uh, uh, <laughs> baked beans and fat back. Remember, remember them cans of beans, pork and beans? Fat back. You ate that for years. In fact, you was in your beans looking for the fat back. <laughs> I don't have no fat back. Lord have mercy. Now, somebody comes along that sounds intellectual and tells you, but we don't do that anymore. We, 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 we this, we this, we this. Your diet has nothing to do with your salvation. Nothing. The days you observe has nothing to do with your salvation. The ceremonies you want to get into has nothing to do with your salvation. Only the blood of Jesus washes away our sins. Nothing but the blood. No, 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 I, I just need to share this with you. Now, I don't, I don't eat a lot of pork. I really don't. I eat some bacon. I eat uh, 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 once in a while. If the ribs are good, I eat some ribs. But I'm not bound by no law. Do I have a witness? I ain't eating no chillings. Last chillin' I had was 1966. I ain't eating none of them, Doc. I found out what it was. I ain't fooling with that. But the fact of the matter is, we get caught up in all this stuff because somebody has preached to you that this is unspiritual and this is spiritual and this is unhealthy and this is healthy and this is that and this is that and if you, if you don't eat this, you'll live longer and only God knows how long you're going to live. Uh, do I have a witness? There was an old man, 99 years old, smoked three packs of cigarettes. He's still living. No, I'm, 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 I'm trying to get you to see, don't fall for everything you hear. That, that Paul is telling them, let me clear it up. Let me give a cleansing to the church. Amen. I made a lot of enemies in 31 years. I made a lot. I'm going to make more. Love them. Came here in 1987. There was a funeral across the street. And I, I'm, I'm a young pastor. I'm green. I don't know what's going on. I'm just sold out on Jesus. And at the funeral, I, I opened the door, and they had these Egyptian hats on, and they were sprinkling dust all around the church. And I said, what's going on in here? Yeah, you got it. 
you know, Mason's Easter star, so I thought I'd be a Western star and run them out of here. That ain't happening up in here. You want to do that, do it somewhere else. Not in here. Jesus died for our sins. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is head of the church. Do I have a witness? Had a wedding here. They had brooms and mops. They said, uh, we want the groom to jump over the broom. I said, he going to trip up enough. You don't need to jump off that broom. After about a month, you're going to trip anyway. So uh, whatever you want to do. But we bring all them different isms and beliefs in God's house. And the pastors are scared to preach against it. They're scared to take a stand. No, baby, we love you, but you ain't doing it up in here. Do I have a witness? It's tight, but it's right. No, no, notice his credentials, 10 to 13. I'm getting out of your way. Uh, yeah, I ain't taking my time. He, he, he talks about, Paul said, I was with Jesus three years in the Arabian desert. Verse 11 and 12, he taught me face to face. The revelation of Jesus Christ. Yeah, face to face encounter with the Lord. There's some times in your walk you're going to have a face-to-face encounter. Not physical face, but face-to-face. God is going to confront stuff that he ain't pleased with. Can I get a witness? I keep hearing folk with these testalies about how I, I, I was with the Lord and he shared with me. Did he share with you how evil you are? Did he share with you how divisive you are? How much you gossip with your tongue? Can I get a witness? Did, did, he, did he reveal that? Don't just tell me the, the high and lofty things he revealed. Did, did he reveal what nobody else going to reveal to you? Uh, can I get a witness? That, that is, that is, hanging there with me. The, he, he deals with the face-to-face encounter uh, with Jesus Christ. I remember I, I, I told y'all this. I got to get out of your way. When I first came down here, I kind of was praying about a vision, but I didn't have it. So I told the congregation, listen, I'm going down to Ocean City by myself. I'm going to rent a hotel room, and I want to just close myself in with Jesus, and I'm going to write out what he puts on my heart. The folk was looking at me like, hmm, we ain't never heard that. So I got in the hotel room, I checked in, I locked the door, I took the phone off the hook, made sure the TV went on, I was fasting, no food, and I took all my clothes off and got naked. But when I said that, some of the deacons said, yeah, here we go. <laughs> and who came in? <laughs> but I was, I was laying out in a prone, prostrate position. And I just kept praying, kept praying. And the Lord said, get up, turn to Jeremiah 1. It was so clear, it was scary. Read Jeremiah 1. I knew you from your mother's womb. I ordained you. Pull up, pluck up, build, and plant. Now, when I got the vision, I started writing it down. I brought the vision back. And 30, going on 31 years later, look, it, it was Jesus. I, I didn't come up, 
I didn't come up with all that by myself. God, God, I had prayed that God would lead me. What is it you would have me to do for your people? Do I have a witness? And, 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 and so, child of God, when you, when you begin to look at this, now I ain't going back to overseas no more, so don't ask me. That's it. I'm going home. Look, look, look at this. He, he dealt with the face-to-face. Then he dealt with his former life. 13 and 14. Come on, be. For ye have heard of my life in times past in the Jews' religion. Paul was an orthodox, rabbinical Pharisee. Paul said under Gamaliel, the highest prophet in the University of Jerusalem. Paul was a bad boy. Paul was no dropout. Paul had more degrees than the thermometer in the Jewish faith. Do I have a witness? How that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it. My zeal was not according to knowledge. I was taking Christians out because they would dare contend with ah, the Old Testament God. Can I get a witness? And profited, verse 14, in the Jews' religion among many of my equals, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my fathers. Now, wait a minute. If anybody knew about traditions, Paul knew about them. Passover, Pentecost, first fruits. Paul, Paul, Paul understood all that stuff. Do I have a witness? But look what Paul says. But when <laughs> it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, Lord have mercy, to reveal hieroglyphics like he did Moses, no. To reveal wisdom like he did Solomon, no. To specifically, verse 16, reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen. I knew immediately I wasn't conferring with flesh and blood. Neither did I go up to Jerusalem to get affirmation from those who called themselves apostles. Didn't need it. After three years, verse 18, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and bow with him 15 days and other the apostles, James, the Lord's brother, and uh, now the things which I write unto you, behold, before God I lie not. Now, 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 I got to move on, but you, 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 you got to, verse, verse, uh, uh, yeah, 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 18 to 24, what Paul is saying is, Here's where God gets the most glory. God is not getting the most glory out of people you meet in St. Matthew's. Leroy, when you teach a class and they think you're a good teacher, God ain't getting the, 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 the greatest amount of glory there. Here's where God gets the greatest amount of glory. Those that knew you win. That's why... When we get saved, we have a responsibility to go back. (sighs) Those you got high with. Those you ran the streets with. Those you curse with. 
those you fornicated with. Let me preach at the clock. See, it's something when I go back and people knew me when and they see the change in me. They are mystified. Do I have a witness? Oh, this is not somebody that completed discipleship or new members orientation or somebody that comes to call a woman Bible study, somebody that went to retreat. No, 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 no. We sin together. Now look at them. Lord, have mercy. Let your light so shine that others may see your good works and glorify even your family. One of the things that blew my mind 20 years, 15 years ago on TV, all of them ex-gang members out of South Philly said, he one of us. We know him. Lord, have mercy. People I went to high school, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, we go way back. And people was asking me questions, how is it that you became a preacher? How is it that you don't get high no more? How is it... And I just sit there and say, Jesus, do I have a witness? And when they hear that name, Lord have mercy. They they got a bow in their hearts when they when they hear that name. They know he's a miracle worker. When they hear that name, they know he's able. Is he able? He's able to do far exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. He's able. Paul, 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 Paul dealt with his former life, his favorable life, his faithful life. Yeah. And, and see, Lord have mercy, the ones we persuade the most, yeah, are the ones from our former lives. Now, some of y'all saying, well, I haven't run into anybody from my former life. Well, you ain't looking for them. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. You're ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Or you're scared you might fall backwards. Do I have a witness? I dare you to stand up for Jesus. Can I get a witness? And, and, what, and, what, and what Paul did, Paul did, Paul did. We're coming in. Paul not only dealt with the cleansing and he, he dealt with the credentials that God had given him, but he dealt with the confidences that he had in Jesus Christ. Now, look at chapter 2 real quick. Are you with me? Hang in there. Look, look at verse 11 because I love this. Paul says, but when Peter was come to Antioch, I withstood him face to face. Because he was to be blamed. Now, now let me stop. I had a prof in Philadelphia College of Bible in 79. And he, he hit this thing. I laughed. Uh, Peter was called to the Jews, not to the Gentiles. Paul was called to the Gentiles, not to the Jews. Each one of them tried to go where God didn't tell them to go. The book of Acts is about Peter and Paul when you boil it down. It's an historical book. Paul kept trying to win the Jews and got thrown in jail three times. Am I right? Agabus' daughters told him not to go. Remember that? 
Phil, I mean, Philip's daughter told him not to go. Peter tried to mix his company with the Jews and Gentiles and got in trouble. So, so, so what God did in Acts chapter 10 is God put Peter in a trance and threw a sheet out before him and said, kill and eat. And in the sheet were unclean animals from the Old Testament. And Peter said, I'll never eat an unclean animal. And God says, Jesus said to Peter, what, what, what I have cleansed, you don't call dirt. Talking about the Gentiles. So Peter did this. Peter, when he was with the Jew, he expressed Jewish ways. When he was with the Gentiles, he expressed Gentile ways. And Paul confronted Peter and said, you are to blame. Come on, come on. Here's what my prof said in college in 1979. Peter, your words are kosher. Come on. But the scent coming out of your mouth is ribs. Lord have mercy. And that's just the way some folk in church are. All over the place. And, and Peter said, I confronted him and I blamed him because he was trying to mix law and grace. Lord, have mercy. Hang in there with me now. His confidence. When you're confident in Christ, you will co- confront. You will confront in love. You'll confront. Baby, that ain't, that ain't true doctrine. Right now, this, this Hebrew thing is going around the nation. It's saturating campuses. It's all through the South. Pastors that don't want to confront, letting it go. It's predicated on racist views. It's predicated on historical views. It's predicated. I don't need to know what tribe my family came from. Their tribe is in South Philly. That's where the tribe they from. People on TV spending hundreds and thousands of dollars trying to find out where they came from. You came from Adam. You a sinner. Do I have a witness? Now on my father's side, his cousin was Perry Mason. Yeah, everybody in my, on my father's side is light. Hey, cousin from Perry Mason. Well, I watch Perry Mason at night. He's a good lawyer. I ain't getting no roots from that. My roots was sin. Do I have a witness? Why do you need to find out your roots anyhow? Your roots ain't going to help you. I came from a kingly background. You a sinner, and you're dirty, and you're no good, and you belong in hell. That's, that's where you came from. See, we buy into all this stuff. Be like Sanford talking about your grandfather was a king in Liberia. You ain't never been to Liberia. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Here's where you come from. Look, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Do I have a witness? 
Yeah. Now, we ought to be proud of our heritage. We ought to be proud of Black History Month. We ought to be proud. We ought to be proud. <laughs> but ain't nothing that going to help you when the devil's on your trail. The next time the devil come after you, go like this. <laughs> and, and watch he go like this. <laughs> it ain't helping you, Doc. Because it's a spiritual warfare. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? Don't bring that mess up in the church trying to create a doctrine. I'm going to go, man. I was in, I was in Kansas City, uh, stationed in Kansas. I came from overseas and went to Kansas City. I think it was 1971. I'm in Kansas City. And I uh, pull up on the base of my fatigue, I mean my dress aids and go to the NCO club. I was a sergeant. I'm sitting there eating and, you know, clean as a board of health, man. And uh, so anyway, make a long story short, I'm running the streets and met a young lady and she said, you know what? I love you and I'm going to root you. And I said, I'm going to root you too. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, I was going to hell anyway. I didn't buy into all that. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to control you. I'm going to put the whammy on you. I'm going to put something in your food. No, you're not. I ain't eating here no more. You know, and, and, and child of God, 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 child of God. So when Delilah comes and brings me food, if it ain't Delilah, I ain't eating it. <laughs> so, so my point is, listen to this. In the name of Jesus, Paul closes out with the continuance, 16 and 17. Hang in there with me. Uh, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith of Jesus Christ. Do you see that, saints? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, 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 look at verse 17. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves are found sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid! And he closes out 18 to 22. I love it. For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. You can't go back. Do I have a witness? For I through the law am dead to the law that I might live unto Christ. You're dead to the law. The law has no dominion over you. You're dead to Deuteronomy 26 and 28. You're dead to what Israel did in the Old Testament. You're dead to the five offerings of Leviticus. You're dead, you're dead, you're dead. I'm crucified. Here's how you get free, with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith, not works, of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate grace. You better listen to Paul. Can I get a witness? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, 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 hold up. Because chapter 3, verse 1, we'll be picking up next week. What witch put a spell on you? What witch put a spell on you that you believe all this mess? Who 
put the whammy on you when you had the truth of God? Who persuaded you of all this poison? Do I have a witness? If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. For me to live is Christ, to die is gain. The just shall live by faith. Plus nothing else. Faith secures my future. Faith fixes my fractures. Faith makes me faithful. Faith heals my history. Faith humbles my heart. Faith orders my steps. Faith cleanses me. Can I get a witness? Faith gives confidence to me. Can I get a witness? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Lord, I'm bringing nothing to the table, but only through you can I make it, Lord God. Only through you do I have the victory. Only through you am I going to reap the benefits of your blessings. Only through you am my family going to be protected. Only through you will you order my steps. Only through you will I get a job when I don't have a job. Only, only through you uh, is food on my table and clothes on my back and money in my pocket. Only through you do I have joy in the midst of my trouble. Only through Jesus. He is my joy. He is my high tower. He is my redeemer. Can I get a witness? Don't buy into all this mess. Can I get a witness? The just shall live by faith. Let's stay on our feet. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed, we're not dismissed. Worship. If you're here and you need Jesus in your life, you want to be saved, just raise your hand. Is there one? He died for your sins with Barry Rose again. Just raise your hand. Or perhaps you want to join the Church of Christian Experience. Raise your hand. Is there one? Is there one? To the right. Praise God. Come on. Come on. There's others. To the left. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Praise Jesus. You turn around this way. Thank you. Hi, darling. Thank you so much. I got to ask this. Do you know him? <laughs> Praise Jesus. Is there another? Love to have you. This is our minister of music, his lovely wife and family. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Is there another? Is there another? Praise Jesus. All right, brother. Go ahead, man. Thank you so much. Praise God. Praise Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Now, we got professional producers coming in here three times in April, so I want y'all to be on good behavior. We love you. Let's give the Lord a hand clap for our new daycare center. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come to call Wednesday. It's going to be deep. Let's look to the Lord. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for your word. As we look at Paul's cleansing of the church, his credentials and his confidences, help us not to give in to another gospel, but to just live by the gospel of Jesus Christ. He died for our sins, was buried, and rose again with all power 
in his hands. And God, as we leave this place, but never your presence, dismiss us with your choicest benediction. Put a hedge around our families. Put a hedge around our steps. And God, change our hearts to be in, just to be in unison with you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. don't believe a lie. You are dismissed. Lorna, neat home. Praise you. Yeah, boy.